Good, beautiful people. It's your boy Zay. This is your boy Rashad. And this is the Raw on Purpose podcast. This is where purpose meets the raw you. Oh, yes, the raw you. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So we're all about collecting two main things, and that is the energy of my brother Zay, all about helping you thrive and really tap into your purpose, and me, all about helping you. Tap into your your raw energy, your real you, the authentic part of you, the you before anybody in this world could tell you who you are. And using that energy to tap in and live your best life, thrive in your purpose, and connect it all in your mind and body and tap into your, your best self. So let's tap in today. What we got? Yeah, well, first, we want to thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate the time that you're taking out to hear our voices, to hear our thoughts and our perspective on things. Um, And if you're enjoying yourself, please share. We would greatly appreciate if you would share this with your friends. Uh, Be feel free to leave a comment um, free, free to go and rate us. Um, we just we, we appreciate all that you all do for us and please share though share like subscribe um, as we continue to work to give you great content um, that helps you pursue your purpose to help you thrive in your purpose and to tap into the raw energy that is within you so uh, we greatly greatly appreciate it i think you much guys gratitude. Are, yes yes much gratitude think you guys are going to enjoy today's topic hot it's hot hot topic it's a little controversial it might make some people feel uncomfortable but it wouldn't be raw on purpose if it wasn't something that either makes you think possibly shift your perspective um and so we just want to give you a perspective on um black matter in america that's what we're talking about today. Black matter in America. Yep. So, or if, you know, if you need it a little, you know, simpler for you, it's the black experience in America. Yes. But but why do we say black matter in America? Why is, why is, why use those words? Well, especially in today's climate, um, with all that's going on, um, when you hear black and matter in the same context, um, you're probably going to be linking that to what has been going on with the quote unquote black lives matter movement. Um, definitely won't speak on exactly, you know, what that is and about, but all I can really speak on is the fact that black Matter is definitely in America. Black matter, we're talking about um, black matter, not even just in just physical bodies being in this land. We're even talking about the influence that anyone who is black or was black has had an influence on this land and how being in this particular land and being black, knowing that 
even just our presence being on this land matters. Something we'll definitely be tapping in and talking about today. Um, that subject definitely too. Um, and this is, like I said, this is, like I said, this is going to be, you know, uh, somewhat of a controversial subject and everything. Um, you know, of course, everybody's not going to agree with some things that may come across, you know. Um, but um, black matter in America is a real thing. Um, this is history. This is history mm-hmm. um, that has been made, history that is being made, um, even currently, when it comes to things that have to do with black matter in America and the experience of those that are black in America is definitely not the same as those that may not be black in America. And we're going to talk about why that is. That's true. And and how this topic even came about for us to do today, I was sharing with him um, a conversation I was having on the Internet with someone. And I was just like, you know, it's a it's a good time to touch on this for a moment to just uh, speak on some things and to share our experiences as two black men that live in America. Um, and so one thing we were we 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 believe or we think is important is what is your onset programming? Like what were you told as a child Um, through that conversation uh, with the person earlier? um, He, the person made some comments and I forget exactly because I don't have it in front of me. I forget exactly what, um, what was said to me. Um, But, I simply said to him, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that, well, no, no. So this is what I said. I said, the great thing about being a black person in America and being a black person, period, is the fact of going through all of these adversities and challenges and still being able to succeed against a system that wasn't built for you. And we'll dive deeper into that part later. And I, I said to him, I, I, I can almost say with certainty that your parents haven't had to have these two conversations with you. Um, one, they've never had the conversation on how do you handle yourself if you're pulled over by the police. The second conversation was you've never been told that you have to work 10 times harder than the person next to you because they will always try to discount you because of the color of your skin. They right. won't respect you because of the color of your skin. So that in that begins to put a pressure on you that you carry for the rest of your life because that has been the experience of the people. Now, I didn't get into all that detail because you can't say that in um, a few characters, right? But just that conversation is what brought this up. So it's like that, that that's a part of our early onset programming is first of all, what do you do when you deal with cops? Mm -hmm. Right. You put your hands on, you do this, you say, yes, sir. No, sir. Right. If you, if you're in the black community, one thing that we're often taught is saying, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. We're, we're taught to, um, respect authority. Right. In many 
many of our, not all of our community, but many, we're told to respect authority. We're, so we're told this is how we get home safely. That's how we're programmed at that early age. Mm-hmm. And then that we have to work harder than everybody else. What are some things that you were told that, you know, as you grew up as being a black man or a black child in this country? So that's a good question. So, because we're talking about really early onset programming period, meaning that, you know, pretty much, you know, we're a product of our environments. Um, so, of course, programming. So, I'll, I'll, and I'll start with this. My programming was, um, I would say, three main things, maybe two. It was definitely, like, my parents. It was kind of like their collective experience of what they experienced personally and through, you know, their family, their environment growing up and how they wanted what they wanted me and my brother and sister to experience or not experience. So that was one area of influence, of course, um, probably the greatest. And then, of course, you know, TV programming. So um, TV programming, um, if we on 2020, if we all know now that it's programming, and that's what they tell you when they come back to the show, we're, we're turning back to your regular schedule programming because they're programming you to think and to see things a certain way. So I saw, I was having a conversation with uh, on a brother yesterday how like even in things, the, the entertainment industry, um, the media, sports, everything, um, a person, a certain person of a skin color is in a way put in a certain margin or put in a certain category, especially back then, like when I was growing up, 80s, 90s, 2000s, things of that nature. Um, like say like, hey, like the white man may be looked at as being the 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 better one or the leader of the pack or the one who gets paid the most respected the most uh, the one who may get off the most the one who's up top okay so it's like if you're constantly seeing your um your actual your yourself okay your, your skin color always being second or third in everything and not seeing too much greatness, and if his greatness is in maybe an area that may not be um, better than what we could do as a people per se, and that's what I like, you know, saw and everything. So honestly, like I saw through the collection of the experience of like TV programming and music as well, um, and what like my mother and father mean. I didn't even get any talks like this. You know what I'm saying? Because you're this color, um, this is what you expect. This is what could happen. This is why this happens and everything. So for me, I was blind a a long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To the realities of a lot of things going on around me. Um, Looking back in retrospect, I'm like, wow. So that's what that was. That's what that experience was really about and I I hadn't I was oblivious to it you know what I'm saying um situations that involve race or something like that like I really had to really like be like man why nobody told me about that so I had to really learn um more so later in life about 
who I am. Hmm. And I think from my parents' perspective, it was because they necessarily, they, they weren't like, I don't think they really knew the true essence and, and, and blessing and power of being black. Um, and I don't, you know what I'm saying, you know, put them down or anything like that because they had their own experience. And that's one reason why they, you know, see, you know, the world they way see, the way they raise me and my siblings, the way they uh, raise us and everything. So um, my experience was, was programming mostly from TV. Yeah. And that's where I learned most of it. That was my reality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of what I saw. And... I didn't see much greatness outside of entertainment, athlete, athletics, um, and whatever else, you know what I'm saying? But outside of that, you know, not like, you know, certain, you know, uh, in, in, inventors and, and historians and stuff like that. And even the what well, I've taught in school, there's no black history, really. You know, so, you know, my program was that, you know, the greatness and all the great things that happened was not things that really happened by us. You yeah. feel me? So yeah, that was my experience. So it wasn't until like recent years of my life where I really honestly like, you know, embrace and see and understand and become awake and aware to myself what's really going on in the land that I'm at and all that, you know? So yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, I was, I was, um, as you're talking, I was thinking about like even um, the programming that I had was my dad had a lot of bad experiences with um, with white people, mm-hmm. right? Um, growing up in the South, right? They're, they're from North Carolina, mm-hmm. so you, dealing with that environment, and then on top of um, then him being in the military, so all the things he experienced. Um, a lot of the stories he would tell me, it was hard for me to believe mm-hmm. because the place that they raised me in, I was in a very kind of, you, you could say a diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. Like we're just, we're in a middle class neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So when I went and hung out with my white friends, right, their parents treated me as if I was one of their children. Mm-hmm. Right. They never disrespected me. They never said anything crazy to me. They didn't never done or never did anything to hurt me right. or talk down to me. Right. Right. But, you know, my dad was like, well, you can't trust them. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't you, <laughs> you can't right. you can't trust them. So it's like even for me, it's it's, you know, as I've gotten older and I see how we're treated and seeing how, you know, my eyes have been opened more. Because I even think about from my, my perspective of even the TV programming, I remember watching up watching the Cosby's exactly right or Fresh Prince mm-hmm. right or then you watch Martin and and, and Gina right on mm-hmm. um, and then you had um, Family Matters Family and, Matters you know. right so it's like middle class so yeah. it's like okay right and they would touch on it but um, and and that speaks to. Um, I know a lot of people get triggered by this word privilege, right? That, that speaks to a level of privilege that I've had growing up that I got to grow up in a suburban area, right? I've got to go to one of the best schools in the County, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to be around um, people that were fluent, right? I lived in a decent neighborhood. Like when I would have cousins that came and visit, they'd be like, oh my God, y'all are rich. And we're like, <laughs> no, we're not, <laughs> right? But in their perspective, we had more than what they had. Right. And so they set up, they had a level of um, what they saw at home. But when they came to visit us, it was different. So they're like, oh my God, y'all are rich. Y'all got all of this. And it's like, nah, we're just a regular old family, right? We just, but just the area that we grew up in is like, you know, I had a level of privilege that somebody at a more urban area may not have. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't experience moments of racism, right? I didn't experience um, certain things that showed me, that reminded me that I was black. Right. Right? Because there's always that thing where you are like, oh, man, I'm just like, I'm just like my friends. And then something happened and it's like, "Uh, no, (laughs) no, no, you're not. Right. Right. I remember there's a there's a girl that I um I had a crush on and for the longest like my feelings were always hurt. Like, why wouldn't she go out with me? And it's like <laughs> fourth or fifth grade, right? And then, you know, as I got older, I was like, you know, and my dad had to have the conversation with me. It's like it, it, it probably wasn't you, it was the fact that she was white and I was a black kid and she, she couldn't bring a black kid home. And I've always been raised being raised in the military, which is a very diverse situation to grow up in because you have friends from mm-hmm. all across the world, mm-hmm. right? Different nationalities. So for me, it was just like, Hey, you're a human being. I think yep. you're cute. Well, I want you to be my girlfriend. Right. Yep. But then, you know, and this is again, from the mindset of living in a place like California and then moving to Georgia in the South. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that, that, I know that, what you mean. That, that kind of is like, Oh my God, I love you. Like, oh, my God, these people are racist. Right. Oh, I was like, this is what my dad talks about. (laughs) Yeah, because that environment is so important. I I grew up my first eight, nine years in Denver, Colorado. Tell people I'm from there. Black people are from there. (laughs) (laughs) Get that all the time. So, like, same experiences. I'm sure it's just like California. White, Mexican, Hispanic friends growing up. I didn't see color, didn't know color, you know. Um, I'm sure racism was still present, but it wasn't prevalent, mm. you know, um, yeah. there. Yeah. Now, when I moved to Atlanta, or what I should say, I'll start with this. My grandmother lived in Jackson, Mississippi. Big difference. Denver, Colorado, Jackson, Mississippi. If you know anything about the two, big, big difference. Because I, w- I would come down to Jackson, Mississippi in the summers and ask, where are the white people? <laughs> yeah. And you know this. You know what's crazy about that? Mm-hmm. Coming from California, and if anybody's familiar with Georgia, where we live, we moved to Kennesaw. So I was like, "Where are the black people? Where are the Hispanic? We're like, where are these different?" I was the only black kid. And then when we moved into our first house or our first apartment, I moved in like the Marietta area, like that was more black. So then I go from diverse white to a black space <laughs> right right which is to 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 speak on you know jackson mississippi is like yo where are the white people mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. i have one white classmate 
Right. <laughs> right. I have I have one I have one white classmate, like so Right. That's a different yeah. different point of view. But I'm yeah. That, that yeah, that environment is everything because I've been through my journey of culture shocks for sure. Um, when it comes to that, and I was like, say when I went down, came down to Jasmine City, I was like, I would be like, man, where the where the white people at? <laughs> because you know, it it was it just so it was so different because all I knew up to that point is diversity, yep. is colorfulness, and. And and that's the thing. Everybody has their own experience, their own upbringing of being around culture, um, pro, certain programming, certain just ways of people moving and doing, and all that type of stuff. And and in Jackson, Mississippi, yeah, yeah it's a very racist uh, state and place. Yeah, a lot of things have happened down there. Um, so I didn't know racism or race stuff until. I would go down there to visit and hear things from my cousins and my grandmother and, you know, the white people and this, that, and the other, you know, like, I'm, I was like, you know, like, what is, okay, so what's, you know, going on? You know, like, I'm like, you know, but, and going back to, like, the programming, the early onset programming, um, you know what I'm saying, before we go into the uh, um, next thing, like, um, my parents when we went, when we would go, like to like the inner city or something like that, or a place where there's a lot of black people, they would get kind of like, you know, feel unsafe, you know, and so they drink the Kool Aid too. <laughs> it's crazy how we drink the Kool Aid ourselves, right? Yeah. You know, like you think about that, like being a you know afraid or uncomfortable around your your own you know um you know i'm saying of course not saying that we're you know perfect people per se um but that's what it'd be like you know she would always be like you know i want to be around there was a big event somewhere you know all these black people you know what i'm saying i know a lot of black people there so it might happen and go down and everything so i heard a lot of that you know what i'm saying as well um and i think that is just simply like a lack of what we experience a lot as black people in this country where a lot of us won't know exactly what we come from our ancestry the value of what's in us and everything it's like we're, we're just here and you know we've been given stuff and uh, and it's like now in 2020 we're realizing that what we've been given is not it <laughs> we know it's not so we're like going back to our roots and we're going back to, you know, who we are and things are, you know, beginning to shift, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, and you know, even speaking on that, going from like a suburban area to the inner city, I remember our, <laughs> our church we went to when we moved here was in Atlanta. Right. So it's like, it's again, Cobb County suburbs, majority white. Um, at that time, this is some twenty some odd years ago, mm-hmm. and then going to right outside of downtown Atlanta, going to church. Right, it was right. just you know hearing gunshots. <laughs> right, <laughs> every yeah. New Year's, at yeah, every New Year's service hearing gunshots. Yeah, 
Um, I remember walking out, uh, walking out the house or walking out the church and we heard gunshots having to duck behind cars. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like, but then in my, my suburban neighborhood, here's a kid went to a party, party got rowdy. I hate to say it. It was a black party. Kid got shot and died on my neighbor's porch. So a house that's like three or four down door, you know, down from me. Mm-hmm. So it's like even for me, I even drink the Kool Aid of it's like I can't even go to those parties because they say black people don't know how to act. Exactly. Yeah. But it's understanding um, that that's just how they were programmed. All right. And even speaking on the privilege of our parents being in a in a place to where they could take us out of that environment right. and have us in a different place. Right. Again, it brings about a different level of privilege. Yeah. Like for you and I, we um we both got to grow up with both of our parents. Right. Right. We got to go to we had better schooling opportunities. Mm-hmm. Which opened the door for college opportunities, which you know put us in better places to do different things. Not everybody has those, those privileges exactly right so even you know when when you hear um you know a lot of people a lot of white people get frustrated and get mad when you say you have white privilege and a lot of times they're like well i'm not rich so therefore i have no privilege in my skin it's like well privilege isn't just about your skin color it's about what your parents were able to do for you right? exactly so just because you may not be rich but there are some there are some doors that are open for you that are not open for me. Right. And there are some doors open for me that are not open for someone that's in a um, lower income area. Right. So Mm -hmm. we all have adversities. We all have challenges Um, for blacks. A lot of times the challenges and adversities just come from the literal color of our skin. Yeah. Right. Just simply just simply being black. Um, So in that conversation with that person on um, online um, where someone was making a comment about how the how black black homes are praised 20 percent lesser than the white counterparts, the same house in the same neighborhood would be appraised at a le- much lesser price, or price, which means that that family's access to wealth has been trimmed off because of the color of their skin. Right. So then the person's rebuttal or response was, well, you know, that's what happens when you don't keep up your house. And it's like, well, no, it's this has nothing to do with upkeep. It's about, you know, I've heard a story where a black couple was selling their home and uh the house was appraised for 350,000 for them so then they're like all right that can't be right cuz my neighbor's houses were appraising for 400,000 450,000 like why is mine's so then they were like all right let they had one of their white friends come and they changed out the pictures in the home and and made it look like a white person's home and so then they came and appraised it same house and they appraised it for four hundred, four hundred fifteen thousand dollars, right? So, 
like that's an area in which yeah can't say people, that's a challenge that black people have yeah. is there's things that are written and biases that people have that can cost people thousands of dollars just from the color of their skin right or right. job opportunities yeah like you and i i know well me i have a very unique name right so people will look at it and could easily be like oh he's some ghetto person right Right. just by assumption yeah just by assumption yeah haven't met me don't know me Mm -hmm. if they called me they will probably say may i speak to her Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they would butcher my name right and that's if i got the call right not my character not how i carry myself Mm -hmm. none of that just from the name that i have right People don't experience that. And there's been studies shown that jobs don't hire people because of the way their name is. And I, and I know actual people that their parents gave them like a general, <clears throat> somewhat, I guess you could say a typical, you know, suitable white name. And that has gotten them opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Just to get them in the door to sit down because their name was enough to at least get them to that part. And all they had to do is, you know, use whatever magic they could from that point. So, I mean, that goes all the way back to even our history. Of course, you know, even our what we named, like, say, like a, a person, a black person being named, like, you know, John john uh johnson or something like that. you know what i'm saying yeah tim johnson you know what i'm saying that's that's not really like a typical real name of a black person really and if yeah. you, especially if you go back in history and things of that nature these names were given to us so they were carried on down through you know what i'm saying generation and generation and you know what I'm saying? Um, I forget the movie, but you probably heard about it, maybe even seen it. The one where the guy, he he uses a certain voice to, I think, like, get a job or something like that or to do, like, telemarketing or something like that to get, like, his his business going and to really, like, get go far in his business. He, But, yeah, he, um, I forget the dude's name. He's one of the guys who's been in um, one of the more recent films or whatever, but um came out a couple years ago i can't remember the name of it but um it's based on a true story but he pretty much he is black guy that used his his white voice to pretty much get him in the door to all the opportunities that he made to become the salesman that he was you know um something that even a lot of it's a subject too a lot of black people talk about this they use their their voice mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when they're talking on the phone in a professional matter otherwise they're not going to be considered or taken seriously in a lot of ways yep and then even even with the voice just even their personalities they have to tailor back their personalities to make other right. people comfortable right um and or um or like even with my sister you know she couldn't wear certain types of hair to the job she worked at a law firm right and so it's like you know in 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 going into that going back to that conversation with that person you know he made a comment about you know be or you know keep playing the victim 
And it's like, it's not even, we're not playing a victim. Like as, you know, it's like the beautiful thing about being a black person is, again, I think I stated this earlier, is all these adversities, but still succeeding. So it's not that we're victims. It's just that we have these challenges that you don't have to go through. Right. You don't, but we still find a way to succeed. Right. So where we have to tailor, we have to dumb down our personalities. We have to change our voice. Um, we have to be mindful of what we say and how we say certain things, um, that just quite frankly, other people can say and other people can act, other people can do. And we understand that going in because just simply the color of our skin, the perspective perception that people have of us. Yeah. And that's in... And that's that kind of like the rough part of like any black person that's just trying to make a living in this this matrix, this system, this this system <laughs> um, is the fact that if you're connected to it and you're trying to make a living for your family, um, as far as those who run it, it's like you pretty much have to you have to deny yourself of your true self, your real self. um, before i mean in order to get what you want from them so it, it definitely comes with a cost it causes it, the cost is you denying you being you 100 percent um good thing is the, these the these in these days um um we're creating our opportunities to where we can still make money you know, say make bread, provide for our families and things of that nature where we don't have to go to these big corporations and these in the systems of the world that we we don't necessarily have to depend on them to to make a living and have the lifestyle that we want. And we can still be who we are and not deny our blackness and our integrity as black people just to make a little a little something and to live comfortably and to have some peace and this, that and the other. So yeah is is being connected to that to that that does make it hard for you to still be who you are on you know what i'm saying realistically yeah you know yeah cuz i mean think about that like say like like 40 years ago where say like most men and you know what i'm saying there weren't that many uh entrepreneurs and people doing side businesses and things of that nature it's always about finding a job if you needed to level up and you wanted to be something, it's all about finding the next big job, you know, and you had to, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Most of these corporations had white people in high places and it's like you had to sub subserve yourself to them in some type of way in order to you to, to get up on that ladder that you wanted to get into to make the type of money that you want or whatever. And things have changed. Yeah. These days. Yeah. Yeah, that's like even um it's hard to get people that don't look like you to understand you because they've never walked a a minute, a mile in your shoes. Right, like you said, all the the guy says that you talk to online is that, you know, you're a victim. Right. He doesn't see anything from your your eyes. Yep. You know, not not being around people that 
I mean, I've 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 been around people that followed. <laughs> I've been followed in stores before, and it, anybody knows me. I'm like the least per like I'm the last person that you'll follow around in a store, right? I've I've you know you you working in customer service and just having people just talk down to you because they just think they're better than you because of color of your skin. It's like mm-hmm. these are realities. Mm-hmm. This isn't being a victim because right. at the end of it, I still have to provide for my family, and so you know what we've grown up with the mindset of. Okay, cool. We just adapt to it. Right, right, exactly. When the economy crashed, we were just like, okay, we got to figure out how to adapt to this. When COVID hit, we just had to figure out how to adapt to it because we're used to having to adapt. You know, we're, yeah. you know, it's been proven that um, blacks get um, their interest rates are higher on their loans than some other people with the same amount of credit. That's a fact. Um, I've had a, a little brother of mine um, got in some trouble. And one of his friends who was white, they both got caught doing the same thing, but he had to serve more. more. He had a, a harsher punishment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than the other guy. Right. Right. Same thing. Different punishment. Right. Now, some of it was was you know was a class issue he couldn't afford maybe a better lawyer mm-hmm. but he still right that was a part of it right he still didn't get the benefit of the doubt right you you see how many there's so many cases there's so much just proof that blacks are just treated differently in the court system and in corporate america right so it's not a victimhood it's just a fact of you just need to acknowledge the fact that there's certain things that are bent towards your favor. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure he's had, like you said earlier, the programming, you know, that, oh, they're just they're just victims. They need to, you know, pull up, pull up the boot by the bootstraps and get it on their own and this, that and the other. And they're not being attacked. And they're, all that they're saying is not really as bad as they say. There really are low lives. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. in his head, that's all he sees. That's all he thinks. Yep. Has no idea about the truth of what's, what's really going on with black people. You yep. know? And how, I mean, just imagine having your culture stolen from you, but you get no credit for it. Right, no credit. Or your culture is used against you. Because we could talk about the music industry. And simply how they have used um, the music to our detriment. Yep. A lot of the stuff that's said in music, people in those communities believe it, and then they go out and enact it. See, and here's the here's the thing. You know, we know that white people buy more music than blacks do. But for white people, it's entertainment. For right. black people in certain areas, it's a way of life. Right, it's so a real life, and it's somebody that they're relating to. Yep. So, so yeah. for the other person, that's entertainment. They're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is this is dope. This is because when they walk, when they go home, they don't have that experience that what right. they just heard. It's just like, oh, this is just a dope beat, really. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, it's it's when when people discuss this whole, you know, when we talk about, um, uh, when we talk about the black matter in America 
it's not victimhood it's realities it's the fact that these things were were stacked against us and yet we still prevail right let's talk about something as great as Tulsa Oklahoma a lot of don't know exactly what happened with that for Mm -hmm. one yeah um that's that's like a prime example of what we're talking about when we say black matter in America. Yeah. Now, I'll I'll let y'all go and like research everything and all that what happened. I I don't recommend you go on Google. Um DuckDuckGo is actually the better one now, by the way. No no plug to them. I'm not they I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> but um yeah, a lot of people know exactly what happened with that and everything. The black community was growing, thriving, spreading like a wildfire. The economy, everything was exploding there. And white supremacists, okay, has been here and has been still here. They saw that. They saw that as a threat um, in many ways. So they they had to they had to destroy it. They destroyed it. They destroyed it and they started on the ground and they get, went to the air and it 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 was it was just one of those things like you think about that like and of course you, there's some things in history that have been blotted out some things you might not find, you know, there's some things in even in Places like you saw my earlier, like South Carolina, where you won't find things in, in, in libraries. If you ask about it, they'll be like, where'd you, where'd you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a lot of information being covered up yep. as far as the truth and everything. But, you know what I'm saying? And that's even things that are happening today. Um, when they see us coming together, um, they want to do, of course, the, the exact opposite. And that's push us away scatter us as much as possible mm-hmm. um stop us from growing progressing and becoming who we are because we weren't brought here to do that yeah for those of us that were brought here yeah okay but um yeah we weren't brought here for that purpose so it's like you need to stay under our boot yeah that's where you belong all this uprising and doing everything on your own and claiming this land is yours and buying all this real estate and you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's yeah. not our plan. Yeah, that's affecting our plans and our future of our generations of what we've been doing yeah. for many, many, many generations. This is going to mess it up. So we got to cut this off. Yep. And that same mindset and that same thing has been going on in many other situations, areas in 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 this you know particular century. And that's one thing that we we have to even re- like research for ourselves is like the the truth of what's you know really what really is um going on um in this land um when it becomes to black people black matter um because you have to think like why why yeah why why us and why is it because my skin is this color why am i getting this treatment why am i getting a different treatment than this other demographic you gotta think about that like really why yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and it's even 
like thinking about that it's like even um when you think about uh the onset of slavery and even the kkk being created and speaking on white supremacists Mm -hmm. and a lot of them use christian principles right Mm -hmm. (laughs) they even perverted the truth of god's word to fit their narrative to where they had a bible that took out um anything that would give the slaves um the idea of freedom number number one and then for them to call themselves christians but then hate their brothers which jesus says you can't love me and hate your brothers and the reason why you can't hate no matter skin color is because we are all in we've all created in the image of god that's why we that's why we say that um racism is wrong because everybody is a human being created in his image mm-hmm. right so that's why that's why you fight against it and it's across the board it's like that's why you know blacks are equals to whites are equal to hispanics are equal to um asians to uh middle eastern um families and cultures like we're all made in his image no matter what your belief is no matter what you you think or what you you know what religion or whatever you believe in right at the end of the day we still are made in his image when we bleed it's all the same color when we die we go back into the dust right we're all created out of the same exact stuff it's just that the melanin in the skin is just different yep it's it's definitely different it's different yeah but we're all the same and when god looks at us more importantly he doesn't even see the skin color what he sees is the heart what he sees is your character that's like that's what he sees right that's how we should see everybody else is by their as as, um uh, martin luther king said in his dream by the contents of their character is how we should look at people right but we just know that, you know, that's not the truth. And then, you know, we why are our countries in the state that it's in is we have a leader that is provoking this elitism, that's provoking this, um, this division. Um, because of the fact that there are people that believe and was raised to think that they are greater than someone else based upon skin color right nothing more nothing less you hear them you hear them you know you, you think about charleston was it was it charlottesville a few years ago and they were talking about people won't replace them it's like nobody's replacing you if anybody's replacing you are robots like robots are replacing you yeah right you're upset that Maybe your whole family line hasn't moved out of that city that you're in, but that's not black person's fault or a Hispanic person's fault or a uh, person from another country's fault. It's like that's what they were happy with, right? They just, you know, and then we understand this whole idea of race is a created idea right the only true race is the human race right so and we create all these you know distinctive labels upon color and this that and the other because like like you said god god's 
you know, he is God doesn't see this this flesh stuff. It's all it's all energy. Um, cause that's what we were before we started. Nobody comes into this world like, ah, you know, ooh, you white or you black. You know what I'm saying? They don't know any of that. They have to be taught that. It's a taught behavior in, in, in mindset. So it, it, that's all it is. It's a collage of these different paradigms and mindsets and culture that has just been, you know, everybody has been brought up, um, on. And then you have, these systems that are, like I said earlier, created not for oneness, but for division. So that's why we have this thing called race. That's why a race war has been started. Um, yeah, start, yeah, started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, or I should I say more so provoked. Um, definitely. Um, cause these things that, you know, you know, the, the recent things that have happened, they've been happening. It's just that the media has been making it a big thing to drive something else. Yeah. Um, we could talk about that on a whole nother, uh, podcast for sure, because black lives matter is not for black people. We just, let's come on. It, you got to wake up. It's 20 black. If you go, if you do your research and you go to their website, they're not about black people. <laughs> <laughs> they only use opportunities of dying black men to draw funds into their program to further their agendas that they want, which is more so about LGBTQ and so on and so on and so on. I'm not talking about anybody who is a part about that, but this is just the truth. Yep, because there's a distinction between the movement and the organization. And we just have to understand yeah. that when there's a movement, there's always someone trying to take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, if you just think of, um, if you just think of, uh, just creation, right? Where there is good, evil is always somewhere there, somewhere around lurking. Right. So the identity, the idea that black lives matter, is important because every, they all matter. Yeah, and and that's something they get behind. But again, there's always the enemy is always trying to pervert something that's pure. always right. It's always it's in you know trying to pervert marriage, trying to pervert um, the movement. Honestly, pervert um, the oneness and the unity of human beings mm-hmm. through using race, um, perverting. Um, um, identities, um, ideas, even perverting our minds. Oh yeah. You know, um, perverting, um, you know, being in the church and growing up and if you're pursuing to become a millionaire and it's like, Oh, the love of money is the, or, um, you know, money is evil. Right. The scripture says the love of it is the root of all evil. So, you know, even that programming of like, you can't be rich. Like, no, it's okay. God, God's okay with you being rich. What he cares about is your stewardship of the resources he gives you. That's what he, right. you know, that's what he cares about. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's, you know, yeah, we definitely get to talk about that. Yeah, in a, in a different, um, different. That definitely be a topic for a different, uh, different episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you know things are are crazy, and it's worse than you know, worse than you think, or it, it's it's worse than it should be. 
Is that yeah, that's the right word and it's worse than it should be. Yep. It, it doesn't even have to be at this Yep. It doesn't have to be. It's just we've we've been the most divided than we've ever been. I mean and and we just know that, you know, in if there's confusion, we know who the ruler of confusion, who the exactly. creator of it is. So we know that God's not in any of this. I don't care what you try to say, God's not in confusion. God's about unity right. and, and coming together. And um so yeah. So yeah, that's that's our thoughts. You know, just a few of our thoughts on on Black Matter in America. Um, yeah, the we black have to experience. do a, a part two. We have to do a part it's two. It's a very vast, you know, you know, potent yeah, subject here. Yeah. And the fact that, and I think a lot of people would would be surprised because they would think that us talking about this, it would be from a victim's point of view, but it's like no matter how hard somebody tries to keep you down, um you have the power to overcome once you wake up and see that you can overcome because that's a part of it right it's is having the ability to see that you can get out of this yes yeah we'll, we'll leave that yeah that's, that's yeah <laughs> yeah we'll cross that bridge, we'll cross that bridge another time so it's yeah. like you know this conversation wasn't about us being um black people being victims um it's just <laughs> sharing experiences and sharing the um different things that blacks go through compared to other races right um, right it's from our our point of view our right. perspectives yeah so yeah so as we uh close this thing out again man we thank you uh, we thank you all for taking the time to listen to us to uh share in our experiences and in our thoughts um Again, please share this. Uh, if something was said that encouraged you or made you think, please share this. Um, please like, please subscribe, um, leave comments, let us know what you thought. Um, and just, um, you know, we hope that it, it blesses you. We hope that it encourages you and helps you um, move closer to your purpose. No matter, you know, no matter what your skin color is, no matter, you know, if you're male or female, like none of that matters. Our, our goal is just to a, give a perspective and be a perspective that leads you towards your purpose and um, pursuing it with the, the raw energy within. That's, that's all that's what it's all about, you know. So that's that's our goal really just with these conversations is to really just provoke thought, you know what I'm saying, and to just bring you to you to yourself, really, you know. Because um, we're not, in this, even this podcast, we're never here to point fingers at anybody or make uh, anyone look higher or better than anyone else um for sure so um we're just here to, to you know so really just you know share like uh, as they were saying just to share um an experience share perspective um have a conversation and just to let you guys in on a uh, on and listening to that um to like i said provoke thought and to really just help you tap into you and and hopefully you know what i'm saying point you in the right direction so you can definitely digging in a little bit deeper into your purpose because your awareness of your purpose definitely helps you overcome all the adversity. Even if you are, um, you know, a person of color, you know, um, nothing can stop you truly, but you, um, of course we definitely got a lot of things and, you know, forces that are against us, but hey, if God be for us, then who's against us. And that pretty much says it. So, uh, Thank you again for listening. Uh, enjoy your day. Take advantage of every opportunity that you have. Um, pursue your purpose. Thrive in it. And um, tap into your raw energy so that you can be the best you for this day 
and for the people around you. So again, this is your boy Zay. Boy, we shot. And this is the Raw on Purpose podcast. Um, catch you next time. Peace out.